You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly, crack a smile. James, how you doing? Hey, man, how are you? But yeah, man, I just want to say thank you for bringing up, thank you for being on the show and everything. I do appreciate it. Oh, no problem, no problem at all, man. And just to give everyone a little background on what you do and everything, uh, tell everyone about yourself. Okay, uh, well, geez, uh, gosh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I. Gosh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I am uh, a film critic. I uh, host. I produce stuff. I, I'm a movie lover. Um, I was raised on movies uh, ever since uh, I saw, I think one of the first movies I saw was Halloween. Oh, was nice. Just, yeah, I was just obsessed by it and saw it way too young. And, uh, you know. Just, uh, and I don't know, it's like I, I spent most of my earlier years wanting to be an actor. You know, they always say critics who, you know, are, are failed actors. So there's right. some truth to that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I, I you know, it, it, I came out to California. I, I met my wife. Started acting a little bit. I did a few things. And, you know, it, but it's, it's, it is hard. It is. And I, I kind of lost my desire for it. Found a way to talk about movies write about movies uh be in the business in some way and i i you know i've really never looked back i love you know i love working for joe blow love working for Aaron the head gotten to do some extremely cool things and you know it's a it's a yeah and it's still there still doing it so write about <laughs> movies now i've got a, my show uh sounds scary on Viddy space and amazon prime which uh with my co-host Ryan Coltrera, and that's been a, a, an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, no, it's, I guess that's a little bit about me. 
<laughs> All right. That's pretty awesome, though, man. I, and everything. I've been following you since you just appeared on uh, AMC Movie Talk back in the day. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that one, that, that, for some reason, that really attracted a lot of people. And a lot of people got to know me through that. So I'm, I'm very grateful for AMC for that. That was just fantastic. And also, too, with JoeBlow.com, I've been following y'all ever since then, too, and Arrow in the Head. You guys do a fantastic job on that site. I just want to say that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of the site, to be honest. I, I don't do as much as, like, some of our guys do. We have, you know, I, I do the junkets, basically, and do free reviews. But we have the news guys. We have our team. I, we have a great crew. There's That's great. I, yeah, there's nothing, I, I don't really, there's no, like, uh, personality conflicts at Joe Blow. Not that we work together in the same room. If you do, you, that tends to kind of rise up. You get It's easier to get annoyed with people. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's a really good group of people. And, and Bird just did an amazing job. John Fallon. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm really honored to still be a part of it after, gosh, I started working for Joe Blow in 2006, I believe. So, yeah, it's really it's exciting. Fantastic. It's Yeah, yeah. So, the reason why I, I was thinking about doing this review for Jaws was because, in fact, you and I are both huge Jaws fans. Mm-hmm. When it Absolutely. Comes down to it. And I remember actually going, well, I wasn't born yet or anything like that. I was born in 85. But I remember going over to my aunt's house and actually borrowing their movie every single time, every some single summer, I would go up to Boston to visit. In mm-hmm. Neverfield, I would always go up to their house to rent to actually borrow Jaws. Ah, nice. And that actually got me into oceanography. It got me into learning about sharks and stuff like that. And you know, I just love the movie in general, especially what Steven Spielberg has done. Yeah, it's is it well I think you what you've said is what a lot of people react how a lot of people reacted to it. Uh, you know, when a lot of us saw Jaws, suddenly we became kind of I, I don't know, like inspired by the Great White and and wanted to learn more and Shark Week and, and they, they they it's a fascinating thing and they're they're fascinating animals and you know, it's weird because you're you're the movies. Obviously, you're supposed to root for the guys, and you're you know you root for Brody, and you root for those dudes. But like, you know, you the movie made me respect sharks right. incredibly. Like, I love sharks. I wouldn't want to you know come face to face with one without a a cage. But exactly. yeah, it's they're fascinating animals, and they're you know, and I I wish the sequels held up better but they you know they're still fun but i don't know compared to some of the newer asylum movies the sequels are probably brilliant but yeah true <laughs> especially when you have your sharknados and stuff like that mm-hmm. so. yeah which is uh you know hey i mean right the, you know my, my friend anthony uh directed the sharknado oh. movies and he's uh he's a great guy and it's funny. I remember him first showing me some of the the you know stuff from Sharknado before it actually happened. I was like, I was just laughing. I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> this is really funny. And, and it, I, I, you know, it took off. And he, you know, it, he did rather well with those movies. So I'm very proud of him for that. That's really awesome, though. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Really cool. You know, which character would you say that you actually gravitate towards more? Is it Brody or is it Quint or is it Richard Driver's character? Which character actually stand out for you? Uh, that's tricky. I, I guess I would, 
I like Hooper in a lot of ways because I, I think he has a more uh, Dreyfus character because he, he has a love and a respect for the ocean and he, he's an interesting guy and he's he's definitely more my speed but at the same time I do relate to Brody because he's got his family, he's got his kids and he worries about his kids you know, getting in the water and, and, and being safe I, but I would say personality wise I'm probably a little more Hooper I would say I would say that as well for myself though too. Like you said, with Brody, I can actually understand him wanting to keep his family safe, especially whenever you have the shark that's in the in the water and he's trying everything he can to protect his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's worried yeah. about them. So that's what that's the character I gravitate towards more. What I also liked about this film was the fact of how suspenseful it is and everything. And then you know I know there was a lot of mechanical problems within the shark with the shark and everything, but mm-hmm. whatever. And they actually improvised a lot with the film. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I mean that's the thing when you a great filmmaker like you know Spielberg's not bad. He's all right. No. Uh, he's been around. Uh, and you know considering that was such an early film for him, there was. There, where there's a lot of ingenuity to it because yes, he he created fear out of just the water, just knowing that there's something there, and it was you know I, I, he was forced to do it that way, but it right. it honestly worked out better because if you watch, you know I, I think the the only complaint modern complaint I've heard about Jaws from some you know maybe younger viewers is well the shark doesn't look that real, but it, to be honest it it it. It's not about that. Now, to be, a, I don't think the shark shark looks pretty menacing. So I, I'm uh, fine. You know, it, it looks pretty right. scary. It looks scary enough to me. And, and same here. You know, and Ron and Valerie Taylor did the. I think it was Taylor. They did the. Uh, you know, some underwater photography there for the film. So you have that element of oh yeah, that's a real shark. That's a really cool, awesome, beautiful animal, uh, and and it's absolutely real. So the shark aspect is great, but yeah, I, I think the film works much better on a, we don't see it. And, uh, you know, that opening scene, uh, that opening kill is one of the scariest things I think that's ever been put on film. It's terrifying. Absolutely. I agree terrifying. with you. Yeah. I was going to actually mention the opening scene though, too, is because there's this, you don't see the shark or anything. You just no. see this woman swimming and then she's on that bill and everything and all of a sudden there's just something that actually pulls her down and we don't know what it is mm-hmm. and there's just something dark and deep beneath the ocean surface that we don't see yeah it's a very it's a terrifying scene because that's you know that's your you you feel you feel for her. you feel it it's you know she's uh just this chick having fun at a party and you know go, goes for a swim i mean it's it's a scene that could happen easily right you know, it, it it just yes, it, it's a terror, and it's so well done. It's the music, the the even her performance. That that chicken scream. I, I'm trying to think of her name. I, I'm having trouble remembering her name, but like, oh. uh, and I I guarantee someone is like, oh, it was so and so. Yeah, it, it it's such a it's a phenomenal. It's a literally a perfect scene, and I to me, Jaws is a perfect movie, and that's a rare thing. I don't think there's a lot of perfect films, but that is a perfect movie. And there's so many moments, like literally every few minutes, you have something that's completely memorable. Uh, whether it's a that there's a beautiful shot of a a star, you know, the uh, fly uh, shooting star crossing the sky with the boat. I mean, oh, yeah. there's so many like 
you know, I and I don't. You can call it a happy accident. You can say, yeah, the shark didn't work, so they had to improvise. The they, you know, that shot didn't come out. They just happened to get they had that that beautiful shot. Uh, but I also think that that says a lot for Steven. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have the skills to say, okay, we don't have the shark, so how do we make it scary? We don't have the shark, so how do we make this terrifying? How do we make this suspenseful? And they figured it out, and they, you know, even all these years later, it still makes you, it gives you chills. It's still incredibly suspenseful. It's, it's still a, a thrilling film. And I, I just, very few movies have that power. Very few. I, I agree with you on that, on all aspects of that. And also, too, this is a perfect film. I do see that as well. Then you also have to look at it like this, too. My favorite part is when they're trying to track the shark as well, because I don't mm-hmm. think the me- the mechanic shark was actually working either. So they actually had to use something in order to pull that barrel to try and track mm-hmm. it. And that actually adds more suspense to it mm-hmm. as well when you don't see it, because the things that we don't see is what we fear the most. And, Absolutely. You know, that's what that's the brilliance of this film. Yeah, it's uh, it, the shark didn't work, but they like you said. They had to think of a way to actually make it work, and the way that it worked out was fantastic. You're like, okay, what's going on with this barrel? Why is this now? Why is this barrel all of a sudden just stopped all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah, and everything. absolutely. It, it, it's it's ingenious. It's really ingenious how they the script. Uh, the you know we actually do have a, a special. We may. I don't want to say too much, but we may have a special Jaws episode coming up of um, Sound Scary too. So. Fun stuff. I'm gonna have to check out. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's gonna be really good. Um, it's not me, but it's my partner uh, Ryan. But I'm I'm really excited about what we have. We have a lot of cool stuff coming up on the show. So, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's just that there's so many moments. The you know you can go for the basic scares like uh, the Kittner Kittner kid getting killed, uh, uh, the 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 head coming out of the boat, uh. There's so many great moments. It's it's just such a phenomenal film, and it. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to see it on the big screen. Oh no, but I've been wanting to, and I'm hoping that the movie theater down here or either Walmart's, because I know they're actually opening up a big screen, uh, like a uh, drive-in. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I heard that they're actually doing drive-ins at uh, in the Walmart parking lots now too. Yeah, I think that's you know depending on how long this COVID thing takes to find any kind of anything, any vaccine, any whatever. Uh, I I feel like we're going to be seeing more drive-ins because we have a drive-in here, and I believe they showed Jaws. Uh, I didn't get to go, but I I do. I I I had I you know I I was going through Instagram, seeing all the feed of friends of mine in LA, and I saw a few posting from Jaws. So I'm like, ah, that's cool. But right. yeah, I've gotten to see it on the big screen before. I've seen it on a lake. I remember when I was a kid, they showed it on, on VHS or whatever. <laughs> and, it, you oh, know, sweet. I was like, there's no way I'm going in the water. That That's one thing I will <laughs> say. I was so terrified. I wouldn't, I didn't even want to go in a pool alone. Because exactly. Even, <laughs> even as an adult, I'm like, no, no, there's clearly there's a shark in the pool. You, you, know, <laughs> you know, there is, you know, so. That it, it's it, seeing it very young really had an impact on me, and you know now I, I think I watch it at least once a year, at least sometimes more, right? Depending, you know, it's just it's uh, but it there 
yeah, we and we haven't even gotten to the scene that I think is one of the best scene, another amazing scene with the the story that where they're on the boat and they they're right. tell, he's telling him about it, Quinn's telling him about his experience on the Indianapolis. I mean, that's chilling. Absolutely, that's what that, I wanted to talk about too. I wanted to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah. that is a perfect blend of character, dialogue, script, direction. I mean, imagine being on that boat. You feel like you're on that boat with him when he's telling that story. You feel like you're like you're surrounded by death. It's, it's exactly. It's utterly. It's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I I can't say enough enough about that scene because there's, it's, you know, and it obviously it's been you know it's been uh they've there's been homages to it. There's been uh. You know, there's been um, parodies of it, but it's that is iconic. That is absolutely iconic, and a, a just brilliant work work all around. I agree, and you know the part that I really like though is when that dialogue, that monologue scene where the camera just zooms in as he's telling this story, and you forget about everything that's around him, and you're just he's like he's telling you a story from his perspective. And that's mm-hmm. all it is. You don't see anybody else around him. Mm-hmm. And the part with the torpedoes and then also him in the Annapolis and everything. Mm-hmm. You're just your mind is just glued to the story and wondering how that story is actually gonna pan out that he was actually talking about and yeah. how horrific and everything that he went through at that time. It it gives you chills. As a matter of fact, I have chills now just describing it on the way mm-hmm. that he actually describes that that part, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just the brilliance of the screenwriting and everything that they did with that scene because I, they picked the perfect person to play Quint. Nobody could play mm-hmm. that role but him. And how he gives you chills just by the monologue, and it doesn't even go into a flashback or anything like that. It's just a scr- just zooming in on him and describing everything was just perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They also don't make him necessarily a villain that would have been an easy route to make him a villainous character he doesn't give, he doesn't give a shit about you know fucking saving the shark and and and, and doing the, he's just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna kill that fucking shark so and, and i and i it, but it doesn't go into a stereotype i mean it kind of created a stereotype i think mm-hmm. but you know and you, you know you see it at the the the, the character you know there's there's been many quints since then, but back then it really wasn't, you know, it was just this great character, just right. this amazingly colorful, three-dimensional, fascinating guy that just, just a brilliant, brilliant performance on every level. And I, I it's shocking to get the talent, you know, you have Roy Scheider, you have Robert Shaw, you have Richard Dreyfus. These all three are incredible. Right. The chemistry definitely matched up really well together. Absolutely. Absolutely. It still shocks me that that movie, you know, obviously well before PG-13 came, but that movie is fairly brutal for a, you know, PG-rated movie. <laughs> I agree with you uh, because of the blood, not only because of the blood content, but there is some sexual content as well. Yeah, the, there's nudity. Yeah, in the beginning, right? Yeah. <laughs> if this was today's time, that would have been rated all right there, right then and there, no question. Probably, probably just for that. I mean, 
for God's sake, The Conjuring was rated R, and you're like, I mean, it was chilling and scary, but it's it's not rated R. I, there's, <laughs> yeah, there was no R rated. I I guess the I, I forgot. I think it was something Terror. It got it got the R rating from Terror, and I I guess I I guess for The Conjuring, I could see maybe the uh, the 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 exorcism scene. That's kind. Of, I I could maybe see the R from that actually. I can't that, that I'm thinking of. Yeah, but 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 Jaws absolutely. I think we would be looking at at the very least a PG thirteen. Right. At the very least, you know, because I, and it wouldn't right. it, it wouldn't have that. I, I it's something spectacular about that. Poltergeist also PG. You know, <laughs> like wow, these amazing movies that are pretty pretty twisted and pretty crazy and pretty scary that that they're you know and that's why i always kind of whenever someone says oh you can't make a scary pg-13 movie i'm like well you you can can." yeah i mean you can it's you you know there's been a couple of very scary freaking pg movies so it's it is possible. It's just finding the right story and finding the right way to tell it. Exactly. It's all about the delivery within the movie itself to make it scary. Yeah, I think the problem a lot of times is PG thirteen horror tends to be filled with let's just play the music really loud and throw a cat at someone. Exactly. And that's, of course not. And that and they, you know people get sick of that. People, it can work, and it used to work. It was a it, you know there's a reason they have those tropes. They you they did work at one time. I, you know I still like remember the cat jumping through the window in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two <laughs> in the opening scene, and that was kind of creepy and fun. Right. But like you know after you see so many cats, you're like. Who the hell is delivering the cat, the, all the cats to every horror movie? <laughs> right, you know? and who's just letting them just throw it on them and everything, let them jump? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, 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 the, Jaws didn't need any of that. No. Jaws didn't need, it, it was such a, it really is, it's a perfect film. And I, 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 the score, the even the supporting characters, the kids are so adorable lorraine gary is great i I'm, i believe i'm saying her name right yes. i think it's gary uh it's it, there's some the mayor oh yeah. i mean <laughs> I, I i feel so bad for that guy i i, I just it's in a weird way it's like murray hamilton it, it, it's it's weird that he's kind of become the ideal like that is what a crooked politician is mm-hmm. in this day and age it's like you know that's a, <laughs> that, that, there for what for i know a lot of people aren't fans of the movie the ghostbusters remake but that whole scene with andy garcia freaking out because he's be, he co- got called the mayor from jaws I, that's just I, I think that's delightful and really funny and and really hilarious and i i I love that that's an insult. Me too. You know? Th- to me, I thought that was really good writing on that part with the remake of Ghostbusters, them using that line. Yeah, I so. thought it was great. It was really funny, really well delivered. And I I, 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 I just love that. I love that. You know, you got to give Murray, Murray Hamilton's a, a very good actor. He's very good, very slimy in the role. It's just funny in Jaws 2, he's still like, yeah, we can't. We are still gonna keep it. Oh, I'm like seriously, dude. <laughs> do you not learn? No. Like really? Does anyone <laughs> learn in Amity? No, they don't learn. But it, it's it is funny though. I would be hard to make a movie. It would 
you know, there's always been talks of remakes and reboots and all that stuff. I don't know if you could remake Jaws today. And I, I obviously Steven Spielberg wants none of that. Uh, right. But I don't know if you could do it because so much of what has been, was in Jaws to make it perfect has been done to death by so many other less than stellar uh, films. I mean, you know, after after the mayor from Jaws, every movie has the one guy that you're like, you know, like Paul Reiser in uh, Aliens or whatever. Or you have, uh, a, you have the or the Meg, where you have that crooked uh, guy who's doing the oceanography thing. Yeah, well. exactly, exactly. You know, it's it would be very hard. And, and to be fair, a lot of people, you know, if if you remade Jaws, it would have to have more kills. It would have to have more gore in a modern in modern age than that movie did. And I just, I don't know if that can be recreated. I really don't think it can. I don't think there can be another Jaws. And I don't think there should be another Jaws. Me either. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Parby would love to see another Jaws. I would love that. But I don't, I think the idea is more exciting than the actual you know, whether, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a sequel in some way, shape, or form, but I think most of me realizes it would be terrible and it wouldn't, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't, it, you know, I mean, why, 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 why make another one? You can end it on the Jaws of Revenge, you know? Exactly. <laughs> because here's the thing I agree with you on all levels of what you said. I don't want a remake of Jaws or anything like that. I don't think that it would be as perfect as what we got in the first one in the original one. Mm, then also sure. too, the crooked mayor and everything makes me laugh because of the fact just no, everything is fun. There's no sharks in here. Everything's yeah, fine. All yeah. of a sudden you see people uh, walking off the beach with blood on their head. Oh no, no, no. Everything's fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, we, we are, I mean, it's, it's just been too, I mean, you know, I would rather see Jaws re-released and that's, you know, whenever they re-release it, I try to go see it or, you know, if we get theaters back. That's the question right now. We don't know. Exactly. We don't know what the what the future for theaters holds right now. So it's a, it's a little, it's a very interesting time. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't, we definitely don't need another Jaws. I, I, I wouldn't mind another shark film. I wouldn't mind the sequel, you know, I wouldn't mind the sequel to The Shallows. I really That'd like The nice. Shallows a lot. Yeah, I think that was a great movie. I There's a lot of, you know, I, I, I like the fact that we've seen a few more, because look, I, I grew up watching as a kid, I loved these Jaws, I loved uh, uh, Day of the Animals, I loved uh, Piranha, the, the original Corman film, uh, Octopus, uh, Tentacles, right. I mean. Uh, I, I I get made fun of for tentacles. I love tentacles. It's ridiculously bad. But it's a I love good that movie, movie though. It's cheesy, but oh, good. it is. Uh, Orca. Orca is one of my favorites, but it's such a freaking downer. It's a depressing freaking film. Like it's it's just like you feel really shitty after watching it because you know this poor poor fish. You're kind of like yeah, get this guy, and you're kind of rooting for the actual <laughs> fish. But it, but it's a great movie. Um, I but I I feel like we're seeing kind of a return to that. We've seen like with uh, you know, The Shallows was really good. We had uh, The Crawl was phenomenal. 
I mean, in fact, I I'm going to be checking Crawl. that out later on. I've been meaning. Oh, to you check haven't it out. seen it yet? No, I haven't. I've been meaning to check it out. <laughs> oh, it's it's really really tense and really good, and um, I you know I'd love to see more like animals strike back movies. I I, I want to see the Nicolas Cage one actually. Oh, I know the one you're uh, talking about. <sighs> yeah, that one I want to see just because it's, you know, I I hope that they try and get scary again. I, as much as I have fun with the asylum movies, I I don't I want to see. I like the idea of animal movies and and that kind of man versus nature movies actually trying to be scary again and trying to be thrilling again. I I would love to see that. Same here as on well. a regular. Same here as well. I feel like that's what we're missing nowadays, too, is some originality behind that, to where mm-hmm. you have man mm-hmm. versus nature kind of thing. Yeah, I would do. Yeah, I would love to see more of that. I I don't know if you ever... There's a movie called The Reef, I believe, yep. Australian film. I, I love that movie. It's, it's, that is, that's one of the few shark movies to actually kind of get under your skin um, besides... Uh, look, jaw, shark movies are not easy. No. They're not easy because Jaws was the perfect one. You know, there's Deep Blue Sea, which is, it's all right. I enjoyed it for what it is. It's goofy, not scary, more goofy. Uh, I think probably for me, I would say The Reef and The Shallows are my favorite non-Jaws. I love the idea of open water. I love the idea. But the actual, literally, aside from one shot in that movie, like near the end, Aside from that shot, it's just not a really scary movie because you don't really feel you, the characters aren't really likable. I just didn't care, right? It's just you know, one and of those paint by the numbers kind of characters. Yeah, and it's it's very, I, I it, you know, again, it's I and I also I I I didn't hate the Mandy Moore one, but I, I thought it was a bit overrated. Um, gosh, I can't even, uh, 48 meters down. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Uh, 48 meters down. Yeah. That, I didn't, I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was, a, again, at least they tried to take it seriously, you know? So. But it just seems like they're missing the mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but it's, again, it's, you, you know, not every filmmaker is going to, we're never, we're never, never going to have another Jaws. I don't hmm. think, I don't think that's. That was a that was a lightning strike of a movie. That was one of those wow, oh my god, we'll we'll never see another, you know, Jaws or Close Encounters of the Third Kind or even ET. See, Spielberg did he he had a he has a way of I, I kind of miss him making the blockbuster type or Jurassic Park type movies because I feel like he has a way of making something simple so powerful and so potent and and i i just yeah i don't think a lot of filmmakers have figured that that kind of chemistry out yeah they haven't figured out how to make that how to really do that and i i think he's he he was the master of that he he made a lot of incredibly powerful iconic legendary movies and a jaws being my favorite he he has a he has a unique way of creating something that's almost fantastical but still being grounded i mean there's a, there's a humanness to it and i think sometimes filmmakers they go so big that they want to kind of create this world and then they forget the reality of it and i think that generally 
Yeah, I, 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 I prefer earlier Steven Spielberg. I, I'm very big into his earlier catalog of films. Uh, but, I, you know, I still think he's a great director today. But I don't know. I, I don't think a lot of filmmakers have figured out how to... Yeah, he's just a genius when it comes to that. He's a genius when it comes to creating wonderment without feeling forced or 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 you know i don't know it's, it, there's something magical about those movies and and you know everything he's done while he still has that for sure i think those those early films especially really that kind of the magic of cinema and they they really felt like movies and storytelling and and they they the escapist films but not not cheap, you know. They they don't go. They cheapen out on character development or the smarts. That you don't feel like you're being insulted. Are your thoughts on Midsummer, Ari Aster's follow up to uh, Hereditary? Okay, so I went into this not knowing what this movie was about or anything like that. I didn't watch mm-hmm. any previews. I went ba- based off of your experience of it and telling me how great it was. So my first initial thoughts was okay. It starts off where these group of friends are actually talking about this girl that he that the, that their friend is friends with and everything and he has a girlfriend and how annoying she is and all of a sudden the phone rings and we don't see what's actually going on on why she's crying or anything like that and then all of a sudden you see it mm-hmm. cut into this other scene where some people had died that's related mm-hmm. to her then all of a sudden you realize that is actually her sister that committed suicide yeah, and that scene that is made is my. To in, be honest with you, that made my jaw just uh, yeah. There, there's no right then and there, there. That affected me deeply. It's a harsh, hardcore scene, and it's 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 very it's fucked up on every level. That is really fucked up on that. Like I was not expecting that, and then I also like how it goes from a living room setting, and then it, whenever the girl is walking out, mm-hmm. going into the bathroom, all of a sudden just cuts into them flying to sweden and i love that they do it quite often in this film where they actually use the main character and she's actually walking into Mm -hmm. something and then all of a sudden just cuts off into another building or whatever that she's actually walking into agreed yeah so i actually like that whole entire set where they actually did that that part was actually pretty cool but the scenes okay and then also too as soon as you get into this world that they're in you see that? You see these people with white, uh, <laughs> with white clothes on and everything. I'm like, as soon as I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, this is a cult. I'm like, <laughs> I'll be like, I'm going back on the airplane. My happy ass is not gonna be in Sweden. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm just, I don't care what you guys are doing. I'm gonna be going that way. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna drink the Kool Aid. I'm not gonna do anything. My happy ass is going back to wherever I'm from, <laughs> and. The the scene that really got me was, you know, how they're asking their friend who's actually from Sweden, well, what is the, what is this celebration? What is that? Oh, you guys are going to just love it. It's great. I cannot tell mm-hmm. you what it is. I cannot describe it. And it's not even on the Google search, and then which is also red flags. But, you know, then all of a sudden the next day you see these people going up. Mm-hmm. on this mountain. Yeah. And then they're just killing themselves. I'm like, yeah, that's... A- what the that's fuck? That's a powerful fucking moment. <laughs> that's, that was my what the fuck moment. I'm like, 
you got to be shitting me. Yes, it's technically a cult, but it's also kind of a different, you know, it's when, whenever you study, like if you go into the Amazon, if you see uh, any tribe that's kind of outside of the, you know, what we consider normal or what so we consider a society, it's a very different society from us. And But we kind of, we have a, we have a tendency, we have people as people as to, quickly go okay well these people do sure. this and that's wrong well they've been doing this for this this long this is part of their heritage this is who they are uh, whether it's you know and i think especially when it's on their own turf you're kind of like and you know you have the guys you have them you know, kind of doing research on it. it it is fascinating it is fascinating to see these okay. other people's lives and i think why that scene was shocking in a weird way, it kind of makes sense. You're like, okay, well, at least you know they won't get to this kid, so they're taken care of, so they're not a machine, so they're, you know, they, they've lived their life. It's like, what's going to be the exactly. next thing that's going to happen? And it's like, okay, you guys are celebrating this for a long period of time, like you said. So this mm. is their norm, and they're trying to bring you into this culture that they're in. And it's just bizarre mm. to us. And it just goes to show you what's normal to us is not Absolutely. normal for everybody else. Absolutely. And, you know, keep in you mind, know? they also have this, uh, you know, um, whatchamacallit, they, they, they have a, you know, they're, they're connected, the, the, you know, Francis Pugh and her uh, boyfriend and everyone, these guys are connected by someone who's a family member of this, these people. So there's got to be a level of trust. There's like, okay, this guy, he's a decent, <laughs> he's a nice guy. You know, there's obviously some good about them because he, he, he so you, you it's, it's just a fascinating look at how people are and how people kind of respond to things like like what happens in the movie. And, and of course, it gets dark. Of course, it gets really dark at the end. The, the ending is phenomenal. I mean, I'm just I was so like. Once they have the thing scene, the 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 scene with the boyfriend and uh, the, uh, the that one one woman and Francis Pugh's uh, May Queen thing, I mean, I, that was one of the most. <laughs> the, it, Ari Aster is one of the most original, fascinating horror voices that we have today, right now, and I I think with that hereditary. I like the fact that he doesn't go the normal route when it comes to trying to freak you out. Right. And like you said, there was that scene where this woman is basically pushing the guy into the it female is, whenever he's very, having sex with her. The, I'm the, like, the row this is of women damn funny. Kind of doing their little <laughs> song, like, you know, yeah, the chant or whatever. I mean, and I, it's funny because a chant. lot of people... Yeah. One of the the complaints about the movie is the boyfriend being such a doofus. And I'm like, the thing about it is, it's like he's, you know, I don't think he's, I just think he's kind of, he just, he's had done, he's had over it. I think he's abusive, he's not a horrible guy, he's just kind of a douchebag. I'm kind of still fascinated by his right. journey. Most definitely. Like, I could definitely see where he went from being kind of caring and then as he gets deeper into this whole thing of investigating this religion, he gets deeper and deeper yeah, into uh, wanting exactly. to exactly. mate with somebody that's different 
interesting film in the sense that it's not you know? your typical horror movie. It's uh, you know closer to something like The Wicker Man, but not the original Wicker Man, not the remake. Because I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you, at first I'm like I don't know about this. Like all of a sudden, good from one thing to another, you know, from like I went to the point where I'm like, okay, I enjoy yeah, aspects of exactly. it, but. The more that I kept on thinking about it, because I like movies that actually stick with you and make you think a little bit after your first mm-hmm. viewing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I think that I might have liked this maybe a little bit more than I thought yeah, I did and everything. And it's definitely not for everybody, that's for sure. This part that, the part that made me laugh was whenever the kid oh, is yeah, pissing on... This, that guy was uh, hilarious. Three, and he doesn't realize that's actually the that ancestors guy, of some of their family. And he's he's always a good actor. I really and he goes, all I did was piss. I he's very good at play. He he's very good at playing jerks, but he's also very he's he's a very talented actor. I think he's actually yeah, he, you know he's one of those guys. I I really think he has a good career up ahead because I think he's he. You know, he he he's even good in movies like The Maze Runner and stuff like that. He's just an interesting interesting actor. Uh, if you're interested, we have Chad Lindbergh on the next episode of Sound Scary, which I believe is premiering on Friday. Kind of event on Vidi Space, a an audio jack event coming up, I believe. So, uh, if you're and and now uh, if you have a video Vidi Space, uh, now it's just an online platform platform vidi space uh you can get it for like five dollars i think you get the the whole friday evenings lineup so if you want to uh, check out the upcoming episode and hopefully we'll be the rest of our episodes will start getting back onto prime so we have the first two episodes okay. on prime and we have a lot of a lot of good ones coming up so all right well i'm looking forward to seeing that and once again once again, man, thanks again. Thanks, I do man. appreciate you this. Too. This means a lot to me. And have a good, safe week. Stay safe with this coronavirus mess. Cheers. lovers and welcome to today's show for today's podcast today's podcast is presented by podgo podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from podgo i recently joined as a member and you can too apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience that's podgo dot co at pod p o d g o dot c o and a matter of fact don't forget to go on ahead and tell them that movie loves you night sent you at highland we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes there's no customer pain point too small for us to help with Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.